0: The Eco Right Speaks podcast is your conservative home for weekly climate news, interviews, points of view, climate heroes, jesters, and so much more. We'll share the stories of people leading in their local communities and around the country. Welcome to the Eco Right Speaks podcast. It's brought to you by RepublicEN.org. Hello, and welcome to the Eco Right Speaks
1: podcast your climate-focused podcast produced by the team at RepublicEN.org. I'm your host, Chelsea Henderson, and I just took another turn around the sun. My birthday was on Saturday, and I'm feeling festive and ready to take some time off to celebrate the holidays, as I hope you are too. But first, I owe you one last episode to round out Season 5 – As is our usual practice, this episode is a look back, compiling clips from our favorite episodes of the season. If you listened to our 100th episode, fear not. We intentionally did not quote from season five for that special episode so that there wouldn't be any overlap. Also, in the spirit of the upcoming year, I have asked my team members what they are most looking forward to in 2023. Here is what Angela Lark is most looking forward to.
2: I started
3: working with Republic EN last January, so the past year has really been a learning year for me. In 2023, I'm looking forward to growing and connecting with and just being a bigger voice for our online community.
1: And our producer, Price Atkinson.
4: What am I excited for in 2023? I think I am most excited. To see which new conservative lawmakers step up on climate change to join the likes of John Curtis, you know, Nancy Mace, others on the House side uh, that are leading and to see which new faces named in people are going to help lead the charge. Is it brand new members that are going to be in Washington for the very first time? Is it some folks that have been around for a little while? Who is going to step up? with John Curtis and others on the conservative aisle to help lead on climate change.
1: Our executive director, Bob Inglis.
5: What am I looking forward to in 2023? Well, two big things for those of us in the climate business. One is permitting reform, uh, figuring out a way to get all that clean energy that we're going to be making to the places where it's actually needed and used And the second is uh, getting used to this carbon border adjustment mechanism that the European Union is going to place on American goods, because I think it's going to wake us up to the opportunity to do the same here in America. And that could lead to a worldwide solution to climate change.
1: And I, personally, am most excited to finish writing the manuscript for my book, Glacial, The Secret Politics of Climate Change. I know that turning it into the publisher will not be the last step. There will be edits galore, but I'm excited to embark upon this next stage in the publishing journey. And now, back to the show. Listeners, for Season 5, we featured some new voices and some old friends. Our first guest was guest was someone new to the show. Sarasota Mayor, Mayor Mayor Eric Arroyo shared with us his experience embodying the American dream.
6: Yeah, I was uh, I was born in the Dominican Republic, and I was raised by a single mom who always thought that you know you come to America and you can be whatever you you want to be. This is a land of opportunity. So so we came here when um, w- you know for high school and and. I I became the first in my family to graduate high school, which was a huge undertaking. And and it was it was I barely graduated, by the way. I wasn't a very good student, but, (laughs) um, you know, but I was able to get my act together. I just I just goofed off a lot, but I was able to get my act together and go to a community college. And I was able to get my GPA in in a really, really good position. And I managed to get into the University of Florida, the best university in the state after, you know, after getting essentially a second shot at redoing my GPA. Um, and yeah, and, then, and, and it's, it's, it's truly humbling to be in this position because I, I went from having dirt floors to, to, to having non-dirt floors, to, you know, <laughs> to not having warm running water, to not having indoor air conditioning, to not having electricity uh, most hours of the day.
1: Firmly in the old friend category, Jim Tolbert was a three-peat guest who recently launched a new initiative called COMMIT, an effort that inspires personal responsibility as a complement to his efforts to enact a price on carbon. Listen to what Jim has to say.
7: I have uh, really put on my hat and said, it's been 30 years. I don't think it's going to happen. This legislative framework, I think we'll get some incremental bills passed. that will be really important and they'll, they'll be powerful. And, and in the next session of Congress, it will probably be split. I don't think we'll get landmark legislation to give us a broad framing legal framework to manage CO2 appropriately. Um, and I want to be, I want to control what I have control of. And that's my actions. And so I wanted to make a personal commitment to, to take that approach. I'm gonna control what I can control in this environment, and that's my actions. I can contr- I can reduce my emissions through a lot of actions I take. I can also influence the groups that I'm part of, which includes this country, which is why I'm working on federal legislation at the same time. Uh, but I but I think it's imperative that we, from a, from a moral perspective, it really hit me hard to say. I can't wait for the government to tell me to reduce my emissions when I can take those actions today. I can, I can take actions today that I'm trying to get legislation that will help encourage me to take, but there's no reason for me to wait for that legislation to pass for me to take those actions.
1: Topically related to the work Jim hopes to spark, a new friend of the pod, Daniel Pointer, talks about how he came to found the group Carbon Neutral Indiana.
8: Well, the specific moment was I was working as a software engineer and also an advisor to entrepreneurs. I worked with 100 entrepreneurs as their advisor to help them grow their business. And um, somebody I knew kept posting about climate change on social media. And after about 100 of the posts, there it was like a moment of realization. I read about coral reefs and how the ocean is being, you know, the carbon isn't just in the air. It's absorbed in the ocean. And that contributes to uh, bleaching the coral and that we might, if I have grandchildren, hopefully, they may not see the coral. And I remember, I remember clearly jumping up from my desk and and I'm not an angry person, but I just felt the surge of anger, the idea that the coral reefs could die. They're like the rainforest of the ocean. And I stomped my feet and I thought, isn't anybody going to do anything? And, you know, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I realized, you know, here I am, I'm 30 years old. I've not done anything. (laughs) So maybe I should have a little patience. And then what I did was I took a year off and did a sabbatical to interview about 300 people working on environmental issues in the Midwest. And out of all that year of research, I created Carbon Neutral Indiana.
1: By the way, Daniel also has a book, Carbon Neutral Indiana, and I encourage you to check it out. A returning guest to this show, making him an old friend, Utah Rep. John Curtis gave us an update on his efforts in Congress and also how he came to embrace the climate change fight.
5: Well, I'm really pleased to um, to share with you and your listeners that we're now the second largest caucus in Washington, D.C. And I think if I had told myself, let alone anyone else, that launching a, a, a caucus for Republicans to talk about climate would gain that much support, nobody would have believed me. But I think it really shows you how anxious Republicans are to engage. Um, sometimes they struggle with how to engage. And I think that's one of the beauties of the caucuses is that it, it shows them how to engage in this in a really productive way, uh, with our other colleagues and in a way where they don't need to feel like they have left their conservative values at the door. And I think that's uh, really important for them. And so, um, it's been a, a great success. We continue. We know we have lots of work to do. We're, we know we'll have a, a fair amount of turnover in Congress uh, this year. We want to make sure we're getting, uh, we're growing as we do that. We want to make sure we're having meaningful uh, caucus meetings and educating people and making it a, a caucus experience that, um, that they enjoy. But Bob will tell you that there's a lot of caucuses in, in Washington and I'm, I'm part of the snowboard caucus and that's a lot of fun to talk about in Provo, but. And you know, I'm not sure we're changing the world. And so we want a caucus, quite frankly, that changes the world. And uh, so it's fun to be part of that.
1: Many, including me, will be looking to see what sort of leadership he um, he sparks to take the Conservative Climate Caucus in hopefully a positive direction in the upcoming congressional session. Listeners, during season five, Hurricane Ian devastated parts of Florida, and we subsequently devoted several episodes to folks on the ground hearing about their experiences there, starting with fish hatchery owner and marine biologist Nicole Kershoff, a repeat guest and someone whose hurricane experiences I was avidly following on Instagram. Here, she explains the concept, the phenomenon of compound flooding.
2: I think... The most important thing is to tell people about this new phenomenon called compound flooding that we are now experiencing all over the country. So compound flooding is like a death by a thousand cuts. We've done a lot of things to our environment that has reduced its ability to um, accept these mass amounts of water that is now coming at very short periods of time because of our changing climate. So for example, in the state of Florida, we have multiple things that are happening. One is the sea level is rising. So in Fort Myers, where the storm hit, the sea level has risen seven inches Wow! since Thanks. the 1960s. So within people's lifetimes, it's raised seven inches. In the IRL, the Indian River Lagoon, where my farm is, it's raised 10 inches. Florida is as flat as flat can be. Our highest elevation in the entire state is 300 feet. Wow. So most people live at or just above sea level. And so you see this on TV already. In Miami Beach, every time it's high tide, it floods. Mm -hmm. And in Florida, our ground is sand and Swiss cheese-like rock. So when I say flooding, it doesn't mean we can put up these massive seawalls like they do in other countries around the world to prevent the ocean from coming in. This water is literally coming in from under your feet, from Mm -hmm. everywhere,
1: Related, land use and environmental attorney Marty Collins talks about the trauma of evacuations and otherwise preparing for storms like Hurricane Ian.
9: In this instance, you know, personally, it was a matter of securing our home. Um, Do we evacuate? Do we not evacuate? I feel Tampa got a lot of attention versus southwest Florida. And there's that trauma that goes with it. Am I going to lose my neighborhood? Am I going to lose my entire community? And as anyone will tell you, when they board up to go evacuate, you tend to look over your shoulder, take a deep breath, and realize you might lose everything. That's, that's very uh, traumatic. And even when you come back, and even when you take the boards down and, and you're fine, you realize what could have happened on a professional level. I'm an environmental and I'm a land use attorney. And those areas of laws intersect like no other when you're dealing with coastal resiliency. Coastal resiliency isn't just about protecting the sand dunes or the beaches or the marshes. It's also about land planning zoning for resiliency setting yourself up so that you can recover from these storms more quickly and not incur as much damage um, to limit the damage in essence and it's kind of a unique intersect but for me professionally and personally it's really hard when it all comes together <laughs>
0: We're energy optimists and climate realists. Stand with us at RepublicEN.org. Now back to this week's episode.
1: To discuss water quality issues posed by Hurricane Ian, we brought in a friend of the pod, Brandon Schuler, who co-founded the American Water Security Project, a nonprofit that works in Florida to update our nation's water infrastructure.
10: American Water Security Project is, you know, water in itself, everything goes back to water. I mean, it gives life. We're, what, 93% water, 86% water. It's the most important element that we have on Earth, and it's also the least thought about. Uh, Although with the drought systems that we're having in the West right now and threats to water, it's becoming a little bit more in our conversation of daily Dialogue about what should we do about water? How should we protect water? The American Water Security Project, now what we do is we have a direct mission to actually protect water through wastewater treatment facilities. So what we're looking for and what we advocate for is actually helping municipalities find money to help upgrade their wastewater facilities To do one of two things. One, clean the water to the point that when it's returned into the atmosphere, uh, do what's called tertiary uh, water treatment. Once it's returned out into the environment, it's just as safe as step two, where you could just put it into, into water delivery systems and actually drink it.
1: And rounding out our discussion of the unique climate challenges facing the state of Florida, Sean Sullivan of the Tampa Bay Regional Planning Council brought forth the challenges of urban planning and climate resilience planning, as well as the impact of rising insurance rates.
3: And Chelsea, you're absolutely right. That That's clearly a concern. In fact, uh, the governor DeSantis here in Florida has identified um, insurance as really a priority, and he will be... A holding or convening, if you will, a special sa- session of the Florida Legislature, who their their 2023 session isn't scheduled to begin until March, and he's going to bump that back and have a special session sometime before March to address that issue. I could tell you tell you on a personal level, my homeowners insurance tripled this year. Yes, tripled. That it's painful. Um, we went from approximately a dozen insurers in this state down to about a half a dozen. And my suspicion is that that will shrink. Uh, fortunately, the state has a an insurer of last resort called Citizens Property Insurance. That is a state-run entity. When you run out of alternatives, you, people end up there. And the numbers show that Citizens Insurance membership has been growing rapidly. And I expect that will continue as as these private insurers tend to pull out of Florida, um, And most days here in Florida, it's a sunny day. I mean, 350 days of sunshine, but it's that one day of hurricane direct hit that is a game changer.
1: On to exciting news. This season, we reached a milestone, our 100th episode. I have said it before, and I will say it again. Price and I thought we might do five, maybe 10 episodes early in the pandemic. But then this baby took off, and we love doing it. Here's a clip of us arguing about who is more proud of how far we've come. (laughs) Happy happy
4: 100th. I don't think I've ever said that to anybody. 100th birthday. Well,
1: my grandma did turn 100, so I did wish her a happy 100th birthday before she died. But 100 episodes, that's epic. I'm really proud of us.
4: I'm proud of you. I'm not proud of me. I'm proud of you, uh,
1: dude. I'm proud of you. We wouldn't have a show if you didn't expertly produce it week after week. So um, it would just be this recording in the cloud somewhere without any of the polish and shine.
4: No, you have come a long way. I've been doing audio and kind of self-taught on the radio and done some radio podcast stuff before, but you jumped into this is a excited, you know, want to be podcaster and you're not want to be anymore you are totally full-fledged 100 episodes you got your podcast card in that wallet
1: okay so you said last week that you wanted to make me cry <laughs> you just did <laughs> look i realize that it is super meta to clip yourself so please listeners forgive me for that one Well, I was not able to share a clip of every one of our 15 guests this season. Just know that every voice was special and we hope that you got something out of hearing from the wide range of experts we tried to feature. I'm currently putting together my wish list for 2023 guests. So if you have any thoughts or suggestions, don't hesitate to hit me up, C-H-E-L-S-E-A at republicen.org. Stay tuned while Price and I... Recount this season five and make our plans for the holidays. Bryce, almost happy new year. We have done it. (laughs) Another year, another season.
4: (laughs) I I was going to say, start with happy, but happy birthday, first of all, to yours truly you're celebrating your birthday over the past weekend but yes happy happy holidays and happy almost 2023 as we're about to officially put a bow on season 5
1: yeah wow this one went by fast it is a little shorter because of my covid diagnosis and um you know some scheduling um, issues that we had at one point during the season, but considering all of the factors, we still got these 16 episodes in and I'm really proud of us and I'm happy to have had some great guests this season and some new, some new voices and some old, it's always nice to have a mix. I think.
4: Yeah, a hundred percent. And if anybody listening right now has ideas as I literally just had one come across my inbox,
1: literally listeners. Just yes. Now.
4: <laughs> Literally, yes. Um, don't hesitate to reach out to us to let us know if you do have a good idea, um, a topic, a guest, a question to explore, I mean whatever it is. And on, you know, On top of that, like any suggestions you have, we are always all ears. If there's something you want to hear, see different, done differently, um, you know, it's about you, our listeners that are listening right now. So we want to hear your feedback, what you like and how we can change, be better, be different. um, Yeah. And right now Uh, is
1: like a really particularly good time to be in touch because we won't be rolling out season six until February but we'll be working. <laughs> so i um, happy to talk to you all in um, January. Uh, if you want to just hop on the phone and throw some ideas out there, even if you're not sure, I'm happy to be honest and say, yeah, that sounds like an episode or maybe that sounds like a five minute snippet we could just include into a longer um, episode. So whatever you're thinking, listeners, let us know, reach out. Um, this podcast is better because... When you help us deliver what you want to hear, then we know you're going to listen. It's pretty that's, simple. <laughs> that's exactly
4: right. And so January is going to be a time for recording, a time to get our feet under us and get get 2023 started the right way in season six. We'll be starting the right way in very, very early February. So that's reach right. out and let us know uh, what you want to hear ideas and everything. And also uh, appreciate Reed Davis um, last week. Um, And on top of that, I just wanted to say uh, Casey crane. I know that we're thinking about her uh, was a past guest this year. Uh, Is just out for a a short period of time, hopefully. And we wish her well um, coming back to uh, the Indiana conservative Alliance for energy.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Um, you know, just, it was great to get to know Reed. He is somebody I hadn't talked to before. That was last week's episode, obviously, but lots of great voices, you know, this season we got to hear, um, from our pal, Jim Tolbert, you know, he's got a, um, special place in my heart with all his personal commitment. Um, you know, I'm walking some of that talk as well, talking some of that, walking some of that talk. So my solar panels are now on the roof. Woohoo. Um, that's something else. I'm happy to talk to anyone about if they want to hear about my experience, please reach out. I'm happy to, um, to tell you what I know. I don't know everything, but what I do know, (laughs) I'm happy to share. And, um, yeah, no, we just, it's always fun to get to talk to folks old and new and, um, make new friends, you know, price knows I like to make new friends. And then I like to imagine myself having a glass of wine with them. So
4: as do I I enjoy making new friends and there were a lot of, um, a lot of new voices that we had on in this past season five that you heard here on this current best of season five episode of, you know, obviously a very strong Florida flavor, if you will, um, unfortunately due to the series of storms, you know, this past fall. So, um, it from the standpoint of those happening to be able to you know kind of prop Florida up on a pedestal to bring some of those guests on to share what they learned, what they saw, what they observed, uh, what they're working on. Um, that was a, you know, advantageous opportunity of one that we obviously wish did not come about for anybody in the sunshine state, but no, for um, sure. But, you
1: know, it was great. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say like that we could put our fingers on so many different guests that had different perspectives. Um, to me just, well, one, it shows the depth of our connections in the state of Florida, but, Also, I just felt like it's a big issue, right? It was a big storm. It was a big issue. And I was glad that we could cover it from so many different Mm -hmm. angles.
4: Yeah, great gets a lot, like you said, a lot of really good different angles uh, that was important to uh, put on a, you know, to highlight um, and to bring more insight and information to our listeners who, who are tuning in every single week As we will now take that break, Chelsea, a little bit of a time uh, through the holiday season and then into 2023. But as you mentioned, uh, new season, season six will begin in early February.
1: That's right. So a little Valentine's gift to you all. We'll be back with love in your ears in February.
4: I'm going to talk to the folks in Idaho. If you're a listener from North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Indiana, Idaho, Utah, Eastern Washington, we are coming to your areas again in 2023 for events programming. And if you are from one of those states or have a good, um, if you've got an event going, you have somebody for us to maybe reach out to. If you know something that's happening in any of those states, would want to have a member of our team, Chelsea Henderson, Bob Inglis, Programming at those states are, um, I should say, priority. Um, so if you are in those areas, states, please reach out. Let us know if um, if there's some way that we can help and be involved in your event programming uh, with what we do at Republican.org, because we would love to talk to you. And you can let me know at Price at Republican.org.
1: That is right. Events are so important to us and to Bob especially, but just to get our message out and we can do them in person. We can do them virtually. So right. the world has opened up for us. That is, I guess, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that we now have Excel learned learn to excel at uh, virtual events. In person, always better. But you know, for something short, it's really easy to pop up that Zoom and uh, have a conversation, <laughs> airdrop into someone's living room or someone's classroom or whatever the case may be.
4: That's exactly right. We want to work with you. So please reach out and let us know as you'll be reaching out to me, at least on that end of things at price at Republican dot org. But Chelsea, I guess we need to let everybody go. Enjoy their holidays, but especially you can go back and if you are a first time listener here, we've got a lot of interviews again, the end of season five. So you've got five full seasons of guests, a lot of evergreen interviews that stand the test of time. So go back and listen to maybe a interview, see a a guest on the list that you like, want to hear from um, and go back and click it because those interviews are sitting out there. They're waiting for you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. You can also go to Republican.org forward slash podcast and listen to any episode there. So even though we're not going to talk to you until February, you will hear from us if you go back and listen to some older episodes. And we will certainly be looking forward to talking to everybody in 2023. Right, Chelsea?
1: That's right. And, you know, listeners, just enjoy this. If you get a break, enjoy the break. Um, hope you everyone finds a way to do something for themselves this holiday season. And, um, you know, wishing everyone happy, happy new year.
4: Absolutely. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy turning the page 2023. So happy new year to everybody listening. And we're excited to talk to you in early 2023 as we start season six in February. Until then, we'll talk to you then. Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays.
4: Thanks
0: for listening to this week's edition of the Eco-Right Speaks podcast brought to you by the team at RepublicEN.org. Make sure to visit RepublicEN.org to learn more and find out how you can be a local Eco-Right leader.